I can't promise you we'll be the best team at Lake Placid next February. But we will be the best conditioned team. That I can promise you. Be prepared to grow through pain, gentlemen. You're going to skate harder than you've ever skated in your lives. Every minute of every day, you're on the ice with me. What's your name? Mark Johnson. Where are you from, Mark? Madison, Wisconsin. Who do you play for? University of Wisconsin coach. Come on, go, boys, go, Mark! The fastest way to make this team is by being fast. How about you? Coach Christian. Who do you play for? University of North Dakota. That's it, come on! Twenty of you are going to Lake Placid, six are going home. Who that is, believe it or not, it's up to you. How about you? Doug Pavlich. Who do you play for? UMD Bulldogs. Think you can win on talent alone? Gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Again. You better think about something else, each and every one of you. When you pull on that jersey, you represent yourself and your teammates. And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head. Again. Win, lose, or tie, you're gonna play like champions. Again. You keep playing this way, you won't beat anybody who's even good, let alone great. You wanna make this team, and you better start playing at a level that's gonna force me to keep you here. Again. This cannot be a team of common men, because common men go nowhere. You have to be uncommon. Come on, Craig, blow the whistle. Again. Michael Ruzioni! With the Massachusetts! Who do you play for? I play for the United States of America! That's all, gentlemen. Czechoslovakian team and won gold medal at Lake Placid. Um, what a great, great movie! I've seen a, I've seen that. I've seen news clips and uh, seen it used in various uh, sales and management training and just about commitment and uh, what a great, what a great experience that was. We need to have that same, that same experience in the next eighteen days, the next seventeen days till the uh, till the election. And remember, it's not about Trump. It's not about Hillary. It's about the United States of America, and right now we are we are uh, at a crossroads where 
do we want to keep the United States that we've had for 240 years or do we want to transition to something that our kids, well, we would never recognize. Maybe our kids will think it's normal. Maybe our grandkids will think it's normal, but it's not going to be the normal that we've come to uh, know and love about America and what's made us great, the land of opportunity. And it's, uh, it's just a shame if there's enough stupid people out there that get hung up over stupid stuff that Hillary Clinton is uh, and her campaign is deflecting. I could go on all day and give you clips all day to just show, just watch this clip. Do these people, are they hitting this head on? Or are they just deflecting what's happening? Are they just avoiding the issues? Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> before we get into uh, the excitement of what happened this week, and how this thing's unfolding, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located city of Moreno Valley, right here in the Inland Empire, and offices all over Southern California to service all of California and Arizona, and coming soon, a bunch of other states, as we tiptoe through the regulations that help us go into other states. Uh, if you're interested in getting any, involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities, and if you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone, find me at WCC Loans. That's William Charlie Charlie L-O-A-N-S.com. And uh, click on the links. Click on the apply now. Click on Ned Hoffman for the loan officer, and you'll uh, tell us what, give us as much information as you want us to have, and uh, tell us how much information you want back, and we will fill in the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle, and we will uh, fill in the gaps of what you're looking for. If you hear something that you want repeated, uh, you, can hear, uh, you can hear the replay at edhoffman.net. Click on listen to uh, the main event, or you can uh, get me on Podbeam or iTunes for the podcast. If you want to stay in contact on social media, you can follow me at Twitter on Twitter at, at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long, and you can like the show on Facebook, facebook.com, the main event, Ed Hoffman. So let's talk about Wednesday night was the final debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, held in Las Vegas and moderated by Fox News Sunday host Chris Wallace. Who I've uh, who I've mentioned before. Uh, apparently, the rumor has it he's a uh, registered Democrat. Although I think he's a conservative. His uh, claim is he registered Democrat so he could vote in some particular election um, the way he wanted to. Anyway, uh, I think the third debate turned out to be one of Donald Trump's best. He seemed to stay uh, calm, cool, collected. He seemed to stay on uh, stay on uh, task. Didn't get diverted as much as Hillary Clinton tried to. And if you watch her or any of her of her communications people, her spokespeople, you'll see how how they they are experts at the uh, at the pivot away from uh, the actual question. Kind of a kind of what I thought Marco Rubio was really good at. Hey, uh, take the pitch, pivot, and go into one of your canned speeches, which is uh, apparently Hillary Clinton and her campaign are expert at that. Um, but I thought uh, Trump didn't get caught. But one thing he he hasn't. He hasn't got good at is when he he knows how many. You know, of course, there's so many targets, so many targets for Hillary Clinton. There's so many things you can say to her that um, you know he can't remember them all. But you know he he'd fire something at her, she'd kind of divert it, and he wouldn't bring her right back. So <clears throat> although I thought he did great at the debate, um, I just 
I think he he's still not he's still not a politician. But you know what? I don't think you need to be a politician to run to be the president of the United States. I don't think you need to know every. I don't think you need to know every issue to be the president of the United States. I think you need to have some common sense. You have to have some some uh, some experience in raising kids, in handling a business, in experiencing life, which Donald Trump has had very successful business, and his kids are a uh, are a a very favorable uh, reflection on him and how they were raised. Um, I think that, uh, I think, and I think he's smart enough to surround himself with the right people. And I'll tell you as a uh, CEO of a company that's nowhere near as big as his, although I'm in probably the highest regulated industry in the world, uh, the mortgage business. And right now I think I'm at about 160 employees. Um, we were up to about 175 and then we disconnected with, uh, with an office, with our commercial office in orange. And since then we've added a whole bunch of other people. So, um, so we're at about 160 now. Um, although I could be off a little bit, I will tell you that I can't know everything that's going on in every department, in every office in my company. I can't know every detail of everything that, that happens on and how it happens in my company. But you know what? I have competent uh, management staff and I have competent employees and I have the, the managers report to me and we navigate just the same. Donald Trump can't know every little person that one of his subcontractors hires in that little uh, thing that uh, Hillary keeps bringing up about, oh, he hired illegal aliens when they were building the Trump Tower. They built the Trump Tower in like 1972. And the allegation is that they hired some uh, some illegal aliens from Poland that were uh, to, uh, to uh, dismantle, to... Uh, to Whatever you call it, when you uh, when you take down the building that was there before, to uh, to take it down, to demolish, to uh, to remove it anyway, to tear the thing down, and uh, of course Marco Rubio brought it up in one of the debates. Hey, you know what? My parents my parents are a, a bartender and a hotel worker. You could have hired them. They came here legally. And I don't think uh, I don't think uh, a maid a maid at a hotel would probably be the right person to tear a building down or a bartender. <clears throat> so maybe that was a little misguided but uh hillary on the other hand had the honoring honoring had the honor of committing the first gaffe of the night when the candidates were asked about the district columbia versus heller a 2008 supreme court case involving gun rights trump pointed out how angry hillary was about the late late justice scalia's decision in the case here's what happened next well let me let me bring in secretary clinton were you extremely upset well i was upset because unfortunately dozens of toddlers uh, injure themselves, even kill people with guns. Yes, folks, it's open game. It's open. It's open season on toddlers now. You know, because I can tell you, I've said it a million times: guns don't kill people. It's bad people with guns kill people. So, so I say, why don't we ban the bad guys? So now, I guess we're gonna ban toddlers. There's gonna be an open ban on toddlers in America because toddlers kill people with guns. So. uh I tweeted that out. Now she wants to ban toddlers. I'll tell you that uh, uh, Don and I went out with a friend of ours to uh, the shooting range, and we were shooting our guns uh, last weekend. And uh, you know what? I was really proud that 
that uh, my wife was uh, getting in there and she was uh, she was shooting through a, a few of our different weapons that we have. And uh, she's a full-grown woman. And I just don't know how toddlers are able to... Uh, you know, I'm not saying it can't happen. That toddlers don't can't get a hold of a gun and hurt themselves. But, you know, it's kind of hard for a full-grown person to uh, squeeze that trigger and to take the stay safety off. Guns don't kill people. You know, responsible people with guns can keep them out of the out of uh, out of the reach of toddlers. But you know, I don't think we should go right ahead and ban toddlers just yet. We all know that Trump and Hillary differ on illegal immigration, but somehow Hillary turned a question on whether she wants open borders into a rant about Trump's supposed connections to Vladimir Putin. This is long, but I think it shows how far Clinton has to stretch to deflect attention off herself and onto Trump. Let's listen. The Russian government has engaged in espionage against Americans. They have hacked American uh, websites, American accounts of private people, of institutions. Then they have given that information to WikiLeaks for the purpose of putting it on the internet. This has come from the highest levels of the Russian government, and clearly from Putin himself in an effort as 17 of our intelligence agencies have confirmed to influence our election. So I actually think the most important question of this evening, Chris, is finally, will Donald Trump admit and condemn that the Russians are doing this and make it clear that he will not have the help of Putin in this election, that he rejects Russian espionage against Americans, which he uh, actually encouraged in the past. She's smooth. She's smooth, isn't she? But here's after that 90-second rant, Trump had, Trump had the perfect comeback. There was a great pivot off the fact that she wants open borders, okay? How did we get on to Putin? Yeah, and uh, after Chris Wallace told the audience to stop cheering, because obviously uh, they were so happy that Trump turned that around, and uh, after uh, Chris Wallace had to tell him to stop cheering, uh, Trump picked right up where he left off. Finish on the borders. Yes. She wants open borders. People are going to pour into our country. People are going to come in from Syria. She wants 550% more people than Barack Obama. And he has thousands and thousands of people. They have no idea where they come from. And you see, we are going to stop radical Islamic terrorism in this country. She won't even mention the words, and neither will President Obama. So I just want to tell you, she wants open borders. Now we can talk about Putin. I don't know Putin. He said nice things about me. If we got along well, that would be good. If Russia and the United States got along well and went after ISIS, that would be good. So what she, what Clinton's always talking about, what Clinton's always talking about that he's he's so cozy with Putin, is at one point, at one point, Trump said that Putin is a stronger leader than our current president, Obama, which he is because our current leader, our current our current uh, inhabitant of the White House, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, is a weak suck. He uh, he draws a line in the sand and says, "Hey, if if you know, we're not going to step into Syria until you know. But if they start using chemical weapons, we're going to do something." So they start using chemical weapons, and he does nothing. Reminds me of a uh, reminds me of a uh, Richard Pryor thing. He goes, "Hey, you know, I ain't bad. You you I ain't afraid of you. You know, go ahead, hit me." Hit me again, okay? I don't. I'm not gonna do nothing, okay? So, uh, and as I as I discussed before, um, 
Hillary and the Democrats don't want to do anything about about what's going on. They don't want to use military. They don't want to get involved. They want to. They want to. Well, you know, there's Iran and uh, and Russia sending warships to uh, to the Persian Gulf, and they're fighting. Uh, they're fighting Syria, and uh, but we're not going to do anything. We're not going to get involved. And uh, but they want to leave the open borders. They want to. They want to allow. Uh, they want to allow ISIS to just grow in the Middle East. Just grow. Just grow. We pulled all our guys out of Iraq. We're 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 not using any ground forces. We're not going to do anything. You know how easy our military could just destroy these guys. And hey, you know what? If we have some collateral damage, so be it. We'd rather have collateral damage over there than collateral damage here. And we're going to leave our borders open. And just so you guys know, just so you guys know, because remember, was it last December? The attack in San Bernardino. I think it was just last year. 14 people died in San Bernardino. Okay, no matter where you're listening, that's not that far. And just uh, this month, 23 refugees from Syria were dumped off in the city of Victorville. I know you guys don't know about it because the mainstream media hasn't talked about it. But just Google, just Google it. 23 refugees, Syrian refugees, got dumped off in the city of Victorville. Now, the cities of Hesperia and one other city said had actually filed some kind of a... Uh, some kind of a law saying that they are not taking any refugees, but Victorville took them. So Hesperia, uh, Hesperia, right next to Victorville, they protected their their people from Syrians coming into uh, and being dropped off in Hesperia. But I'm sure they're going to be able to walk across from Victorville to Hesperia, and they'll be able to uh, create some problems. So we don't know who these people are. They've never been properly vetted, so we don't really know who they are. And uh, so just so you know, hey, you know, let's see, Victorville, that's what, 30 miles from San Bernardino? Eh, let's just put them out there. And when when Trump talks about she wants to bring in 550%, um, Obama said he wants to take in 10,000 refugees as just like a show that we're helping we're going to take in 10,000 refugees from Syria, which we have no way of vetting who these people are, and just dump them, spread them out through the United States. Hillary wants to bring in 65,000, or must, must be 50, but no, she wants to increase it 550, so that's 65,000 refugees, none of which we know. Do you think any of those might be uh, ISIS people infiltrating, infiltrating the United States? You know what? This this is not about Hillary Clinton, and it's not about Donald Trump. It's about America. And the government's only there to keep us safe from our enemies and to enforce the laws. They're not there to create jobs. They're not there to create anything. They're there to enforce our laws and keep us safe from our enemies. So... <clears throat> Uh, Chris Wallace turned the topic to fitness to be president. He had to hear the uh, inevitable talk about Trump's accusation from women, and Trump pointed pointed the blame to Hillary for finding that finding women to lie about meeting him. Those stories have been largely debunked. Uh, those people, I don't know those people. I have a feeling how they came. I believe it was her campaign that did it. Just like if you look at what came out today on the clips where... I was wondering what happened with my rally in Chicago and other rallies where we had such violence. She's the one in Obama that caused the violence. They hired people, they paid them $1,500, and they're on tape saying, be violent, cause fights, do bad things. Yeah, what's Trump talking about? He's talking about Project Veritas, organization run by conservative filmmaker James O'Keefe. I played a little... uh, 
a little clip from him last week. He released some eye-opening videos this week featuring Democratic operatives Bob Kramer and Scott Foval, both of which who were fired. Uh, they were both consultants to the uh, DNC and Hillary's campaign until Monday when they were fired. On the undercover video, Foval brags about what he and his team have done at Trump rallies, like one in Chicago on March 11th, which was shut down because of the presence of 50,000 protesters because of security reasons. What I call this conflict engagement. <laughs> that's, that's, your, that's your version of re-enfranchisement. Conflict engagement in, in the lines at Trump rallies. No. We're starting anarchy here. <laughs> no, I'm saying, we have mentally ill people, mm. we pay. Make no mistake. Make no mistake about it. We have people that are that are starting anarchy. There they are. What in tarnation? Anarchy! I don't even know what that means, but I love it. That were some of the protesters. They were told to make anarchy, and these young kids, you know, if you remember on March 11th when the uh, when this happened. Uh, in Chicago, I think it was March 11th, isn't that the date I said? Yep, March 11th. March 11th in Chicago, uh, uh, Trump couldn't even land his plane because of all the people that were gathered around the arena there. And the reporters that were there were asking people, hey, what are you, what are you protesting? And they, oh, I'd rather not say, because they don't know. They were getting paid to go out there and just hold up these signs, professionally made signs, and and start things. And they were throwing throwing eggs and stuff, and they were pushing people around, and they were starting fights. And of course, the Democrats were saying, "Oh, Trump and Trump Trump should should uh, should stop it. It's it's his. It's on his. It's on his. Uh, on his. Uh, I don't know. It's he's responsible." He's responsible for all this violence at his as things. And uh, I'll mention that uh, on the video, I won't play the whole video because it's about 30 minutes long, but uh, the video shows them admitting that Hillary knows all about it. If you want to see it, Google Project Veritas, V-E-R-I-T-O-S, rigged election, and you'll be able to see this on YouTube um, or Google. And I'm sure it'll take you over to YouTube. Um, one more, and here here's some more. Here are more debate comments from, about this from Trump. What I saw, what they did, which is a criminal act, by the way, where they're telling people to go out and start fistfights and start violence. And I'll tell you what, in particular in Chicago, people were hurt and people could have been killed in that riot. And that was now all on tape, started by her. And you know what? Let me tell. Let me tell you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play some clips from Hillary's. Hillary's America, the movie. If you haven't seen it, go buy it on DVD. Um, it's out, or get it on uh, paper. Not pay per view. Or uh, it's called on demand now. Um, make sure you see this movie. Make sure you see this movie, and make sure that what I did is I bought 50 copies of it and I handed it out at my office. And let me tell you what's going on, even at my office. Can you believe my office? Not everybody's Republican, um, apparently. I'm finding out the hard way. But but uh, one of my employees, uh, who who uh, actually engaged with me, and made it made me clear that she supports Hillary. And I and I handed her the video and I said, Hey, if I give you this video, will you watch it? No. Do you have anything on that shows what Trump? What's wrong with Trump? And I said, "What's wrong with Trump? What has he done?" I said, "This is a this is a video that's it's about the history of the Democratic Party, and it's not propaganda. They give you actually a uh, uh, a bibliography. They give you the sources of everything at the end of the movie." Nope, I'm not watching it. And she goes, "Trump disrespects women. Trump disrespects women." I said, "Is that that's hearsay? But even if he does." 
you know, even if he even if he does, does that disqualify him to be the president of the United States? Uh, Hillary tells lies and is corrupt and she steals money from the America. And how did she become worth a uh, hundred or $250 million? How did her bill become worth that much in 16 years after the being out of the white house when they were broke and in debt and she hasn't opened a business. Um, and there's some, and we're going to talk about after the break, we're going to talk about just how, how creepy this, this couple is and how they should not be allowed to be put in the white house. But uh, I'm out of time for part one. Stay tuned for five minutes of commercials, traffic, and weather, and I'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk about a lot about uh, real estate financing or mortgages on the radio, but rates are great. It's a great time to refinance if you hadn't or if you're looking to purchase you want to get in touch with me, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. If it sounds like I think like you, then I'm the guy that can uh, guide you towards your uh, your financial goals when it comes to real estate financing. Uh, call me or go to our website, wccloans.com, and I will uh, help guide you towards something that's best for you. So uh, getting into the... Uh, Getting into the the nuts and bolts of what's uh, what we're about to do on November eighth. So uh, last week uh, I talked about some of the WikiLeaks stuff that's come out, and uh, it seemed kind of mundane last week. But it seems to be uh, each week's uh, WikiLeaks re- revelations are getting better and better. Better according to the leaked emails we saw this week, Hillary's aides were deeply upset that the shooters in San Bernardino terror attack were not white. Here's Ed Henry's reading from the email chain of December 2nd, 2015. After the San Bernardino massacre, leaving 14 people dead, John Podesta, the campaign chairman for Hillary Clinton, sent an email suggesting it might be better for the campaign in terms of its narrative if a non-Muslim had led the terror attack. After Clinton aide noted that MSNBC host Christopher Hayes had tweeted the name of the suspect and that it was Saeed Farouk, damn, wrote campaign staffer Karen Finney, who is now the spokeswoman for VP nominee Tim Kaine. Podesta responded, quote, better if a guy named Saeed Farouk was reporting that a guy named Christopher Hayes was the shooter. See, you know, what does that tell you? That tells you that the Clinton, the Clinton, just like the part of the Obama administration, they want to they don't want you to focus on the fact that we have a Muslim problem. They don't want to focus on the fact that we have a terrorism problem. They don't want you to focus on the fact that anything other than raising taxes on the Big, bad, rich people is the answer to this. Hey, we have to seal our borders. We have to do something about terrorism. We have to beat ISIS. We have to do something about our economy. There's a whole bunch of really, really important things that have to get done. I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you last, uh, last election four years ago, uh, I've mentioned this before, my Democrat sister who lives in Pennsylvania, uh, I asked her, I said, Renee, what are you, are you voting this year? Yep. Who you, how you how you voting Democrat? And I go, why would you vote for why would you vote for Obama? And she goes, because your guy wants to wants to uh, doesn't want women to have rights. And I go, you talking about the the thing with the Catholic uh, Catholic hospital that doesn't want to provide health insurance for their that includes contraception because Catholics don't believe in contraception. So they don't want to pay for birth control or anything that has to do with contraception. Um, that has nothing to do with not wanting women to have rights. It has to do with religious freedom. 
And uh, I even I even fed or expressed her and her husband a copy of the 2016 uh, Obama's America DVD, and I said, "Please watch this before you vote." I would say it probably never got it probably never got open the cellophane off the DVD, and uh, I can guarantee you she hasn't watched it, and uh, she voted for Obama anyway. So. So they want to they want to to change the narrative, just like with the Benghazi thing four years ago. You know, we got a we got a terror attack in Benghazi. Um, Hillary Clinton failed to give them security that she was asked for six hundred times. And why did they lie about it and say that it was a protest of a video on YouTube? What was the point of that? Because Obama was trying to make everybody think that we had terrorism under control and we didn't. We still don't have it under control. And so there was there was no sense in there's no sense in uh, in in telling the truth because that could influence the election. And if you remember, Romney, this wasn't a landslide. Romney, Romney, who was a Boy Scout. I'm still I'm not a fan anymore, but I was at the time. Romney, you know, if we couldn't get a Boy Scout like him, him elected, you know, good looking, successful, uh, doesn't cuss, doesn't drink, doesn't uh, smoke. You know he's uh you know the worst thing that they could find on him is he was involved in a in a fight in elementary school who wasn't and uh you know they beat up on some little kid when he was in elementary school hey you know what the thing about people in people in elementary school are they're kids let's see how old are you when you get out of uh fifth grade uh fifth grade uh ten okay so he was eight or nine or ten and uh him and his buddies beat up on another kid. Okay, who wasn't involved in something like that? Okay, but we didn't, that was the worst thing we could do, and we couldn't elect him. Because they changed the narrative, and it was a lie. And what was the point of making, of making that lie? To not influence people to not vote for Obama. Okay, and what, what happened, what happened, what, six weeks later we had an election, and Obama got reelected. Okay, and once he's elected, it's too late to do anything about it. Well, he lied. Hillary Clinton lied, Barack Obama lied, Susan Rice lied, they all lied and uh, changed the narrative, uh, which could have changed the election if people had known the truth. So here's here's that clip shows, that clip explaining the, the email just goes to show, well, you know, this wasn't good. This guy, Saeed Farouk, uh, what, killed 14 people in San Bernardino, okay? That's, that's, that's our, our neighborhood, folks. Now they want to change the. Now they want to change. Well, it would be better if uh, Saeed Farouk was reporting that some Christopher Hayes guy did it. We'd rather a white guy was the bad guy, okay? And when Clinton consultant Mark Bennett defended their words, Megyn Kelly. And then let me explain this clip, because here's Megyn Kelly trying to uh, trying to defend what they said. Or here's here's was her response to Matt Bennett defending what they said. I recorded this clip because I said Megyn Kelly who is not a Trump fan, is tiptoeing around the, the idea of we have a Muslim problem while she's, uh, while she's reacting to Mark Bennett's response. It, it plays right into the narrative that many people already believe about the Clintons and the Obama team for that matter, which is there's just a complete unwillingness to accept reality, which is that there are radical Muslims, not mainstream Muslims, but there is a faction of Islam that has corrupted uh, the most 
extreme words that are written in the Quran and elsewhere into a, a mandate to kill. Why is it so hard to, it does, that doesn't, that's not condemning all of Islam. It's just understanding that sometime, sometimes when domestic uh, terror acts are com com committed, they're committed by radical Islamists. It's not condemning all of Islam. Hey, maybe Megyn Kelly's getting ready to run for office or something because she sure sounded weak there. Well, who's a lady who prides herself on how tough she is. I don't know. It sounded like she was uh, the big yellow streak there, not the not the big uh, Fox News machine. Um, I don't know. I thought she was just... she. No, she doesn't want to come out and just say it like this. Hey, not all Muslims are terrorists, but guess what? All terrorists are Muslims. So maybe there's a reason that we should vet vet people coming into this country. Oh, Donald Trump is a racist. No, he's not. America first. Remember that. When you vote, it's not about him being a racist because he's not being a racist. Let's put America first. If we can't vet people coming into our country, don't let them come in. Oh, but he only wants to vet people that are coming from Muslim countries. Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you why why would you uh why wouldn't you want to take extra precaution from people coming from Syria or Saudi Arabia or Qatar or Qatar or Yemen or any of those any of those uh Middle Eastern countries over there? Why not take a little bit extra time and let's make sure if we know who these people are and if we don't just don't let them come in. Well, it's everybody's right to come here. No, it's not. It's our right as Americans to be safe. Wake up, people. Wake up. Well, Trump is a racist and he's and he's uh, and and he uh, he's disrespectful to women. I haven't heard anybody say that women at Trump at Trump at Trump organization make less money, but uh, according to uh, the sources that I hear, that the women that work for the Clinton Foundation make less than the guys, except Chelsea Clinton, who makes nine hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't know how many of you guys are. How old is is uh, Chelsea Clinton? About twenty five, and she gets that right out of college and steps into nine hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Nine hundred thousand for a, a job, not for a business, for a job, a nonprofit job. This organization doesn't pay taxes because they are a a five hundred one c three. They're a uh, which means they're they're uh, tax uh, uh, they're taxed. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're tax uh, exempt. They're tax exempt. They're exempt from having to pay taxes because they're a nonprofit. They do good things. <clears throat> you know what they do with their money? They pay it to their daughter. $900,000 a year. I don't know. Your kids get out of college. They get stuffed with a bunch of uh, guaranteed student debt that the taxpayers put on. And then they can't find a job for making $40,000 a year. But, but Chelsea Clinton got one for $900,000 a year. And where'd that money come from? Let's continue. So next, the WikiLeaks revealed that an email from Hillary Clinton herself sent to John Podesta. Here's Ed Henry reading uh, Clinton wrote about our supposed allies in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Um, let's play it. Clinton herself sent Podesta a shocking email taking aim at two U.S. allies. Clinton writing to Podesta in 2014, the government and the United States needed to, quote, bring pressure on the governments of Qatar and Saudi Arabia, which are providing clandestine financial and logistic support to ISIL and other radical Sunni groups in the region. 
So uh, guess who guess who accepted a million dollar birthday present from the government of Qatar? That would be Bill Clinton. Oh yeah, Chelsea Clinton's dad, Hillary Clinton's husband, who accept, he accepted a gift as a donation to the Clinton Foundation in 2011. Here's one more time. Fox's Ed Ed Henry. Email showing that officials from Qatar quote would like to see WJC using his initials of course for just five minutes in New York City to present a million dollar check that Qatar promised for the former president's birthday in 2011. When questions were later raised about the million bucks and whether it was appropriate, top campaign aides emailed each other, said, no big deal, take the money. So uh, so the Clinton campaign is accepting million dollar gifts. Oh, I'm sorry, the Clintons themselves are accepting birthday gifts of a million dollars to the Clinton Foundation. And uh, then they just pay that stuff through to their friends and, you know, to uh, Taneo Holdings, their their uh, consulting firm that they started. And uh, one of the board of directors is William Jefferson Clinton. So, uh, so speaking of the Clinton Foundation, it came up during the debate too. And I don't think Hillary was too happy about what Trump had to say about it. Saudi Arabia giving $25 million, Qatar, all of these countries. You talk about women and women's rights. So these are people that push gays off business, off buildings. These are people that kill women and treat women horribly, and yet you take their money. So I'd like to ask you right now, why don't you give back the money that you've taken from certain countries that treat certain groups of people so horribly? Why don't you give back the money? I think it would be a great gesture. Yeah, and Trump didn't stop there. He also brought up the Clinton Foundation's failure to help Haiti. I was at a little Haiti the other day in Florida, and I want to tell you, they hate the Clintons because what's happened in Haiti with the Clinton Foundation is a disgrace. And you know it, and they know it, and everybody knows it. So is this true? You bet it is. And uh, if you'll remember that, you'll remember that uh, uh, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama asked former President Bill Clinton and former President uh, George W. Bush to get together and do a fundraising thing to try and raise funds to help Haiti. Here's uh, here's what happened at the Clinton Foundation in Haiti, courtesy of Dinesh D'Souza's film, Hillary's America. Send cash, even if it's a dollar or two dollars. Send it to this website. I will give the cash to the people immediately. And uh, that website is www.clintonfoundation.org slash Haiti earthquake. Please, uh, if you can, contribute. $10 will be uh, uh, billed to your cell phone and it's helping us get the food, the water, the medical supplies that we need. Hundreds of millions of dollars in taxpayer money that flowed into Haiti that were supposed to rebuild roads, build homes, uh, create infrastructure, create commercial opportunities. Those things didn't happen. The one thing that the Clintons did, build a textile factory, they didn't even build in the part of Haiti that was affected by the earthquake. And Way. And it was largely a factory for the benefit of a handful of Clinton Foundation donors who give to their political causes and who give to the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, don't ever talk about what Trump did. The Clintons are dirty. What about Trump's claim that Haitians living in America hate the Clintons? He's right again. Here's another clip from Hillary's America shot in January. January this year, outside the Clinton Foundation headquarters in New York, as Haitian Americans protested. Shame on you. 
We are telling the world of the crimes that Bill and Hillary Clinton are responsible for in Haiti. And we are telling the American people that the 32,000, over 32,000 emails that Hillary Clinton said she deleted have evidence of the crimes they've committed. Yeah, all these people donated all this money to help the the people of Haiti whose uh, houses uh, shook down and their roads and they couldn't get food or water. And uh, they 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 donated millions and millions and millions of dollars and 90% of it disappeared. And the other 10% that did appear, they built a textiles plant in a different part of the island. They didn't help anybody. They helped themselves. And one uh, one last revelation out of this week's uh, regarding Clinton corruption. It involves the state of the department, the State Department's undersecretary for management, Patrick Kennedy, uh, Ted Kennedy's youngest son. In 2015, Kennedy tried to bargain with the FBI on Hillary's behalf. So while this is going on, last year, while the while the email scandal is being uncovered by the Benghazi committee, they're looking at emails and they say, hey. There's something wrong here. Uh, there's a, this is not going to a State Department email address. And they start uncovering all this stuff. Uh, he tried to bargain with the FBI on Hillary's behalf. Here's the full story from uh, Fox's Catherine Heritage. Heritage. Again, these FBI records released today state in black and white that one of Secretary Clinton's most trusted lieutenants, Patrick Kennedy, wanted a backroom deal with the FBI over the classification of Clinton's emails. According to the FBI interviews known as 302s, Kennedy wanted to do a swap. The FBI would downgrade a highly sensitive Clinton email to unclassified, and in return the Bureau would get coveted slots for agents overseas. An FBI agent's name was cut from the records posted online today that read in part, quote, redacted believes state has an agenda which involves minimizing the classified nature of the Clinton emails in order to protect state interests and those of Clinton. Both the FBI and State Department emphasized to reporters today the email's classification was never changed and the FBI never got additional slots for its agents overseas. But legal experts say even the discussion of a backroom deal potentially violates federal law. Let's think about this. The State, De- the State Department is trying to bargain with the FBI to, to declassify something so it wouldn't show that she sent classified emails on an unsecure server. So let's suppose, let me give you another, well, you know what? They never actually declassified them and, uh, and they never actually hired some CIA agents and let them go, uh, go into areas that the, that the CIA agents, CIA agents are, are not allowed to go in. <clears throat> so I guess no blood, no foul. Let's, uh, let's talk about somebody wants to kill their spouse. So they try to hire a they try to hire a uh, a hitman to kill their spouse, whether that's just because they want their spouse dead or because they want to get the the insurance money. They want it to happen, and they hire an undercover FBI agent, which happens a lot. Happens, uh, we hear about it fairly fairly uh, fairly not. It's not that unusual that we hear about it. They hire a police officer or an FBI agent who, uh, you know, they talk to somebody who turns it over to law enforcement, and then they uh, get the uh, the hitman ends up being an undercover person, and they try to bargain with him. Guess what? That person goes to jail. But not if you're Hillary Clinton.
Not if you're Hillary Clinton, because you're exempt. And I heard even uh, someone on our station, Michael Medved, saying, well, they should just drop the thing because she never actually got convicted or there was never charges filed. So even, you know, hello, has this country gone crazy? Does nobody have any have any morals anymore? Does nobody understand this lady is dirty? Trump says some dumb stuff sometimes. Guess what? That's not a that's not a crime, and that doesn't keep you from protecting our country. That doesn't keep you from making smart decisions. I say dumb things all the time. That's why Dan in the booth has to has to edit this show before I go on. Because sometimes I say bad things while I get on a rant. You know what? You get emotional about something, and to me, the you know the F word and the S word are just passion words. You know, they're just used to to create more passion in a sentence. They're not bad words. So it's common language in my vocabulary. Guess what? I'm not running for president. So, uh, but you know what? If I decided to run for president, doesn't matter what I don't know, I'd surround myself with people that do know, and we'd make smart decisions because I have some good common sense. And Trump probably has more than I do because <clears throat> he's been he's been at it for longer than I have. So uh, remember last week when I talked to uh, talked to you about uh, Clinton Clinton accuser Juanita Broderick, her interviews on YouTube. I, I talked about I actually talked about how uh, Hannity had Juanita Broderick and um, and uh, two of the other women, uh, Kathy Shelton, and then uh, Paula Jones. Paula Jones, who was the uh, hairdresser that that uh, Hillary's hairdresser that that uh, Bill Clinton raped. Or uh, molested, or did something, did something that he shouldn't have when he was married. And I said, and I said, if you watch the the interview, that it's chilling. And when you watch Juanita Broderick uh, exp- tell the story, it's like she's told the story many times, and she could still feel it. Here's a little piece of it. He starts to light on my top lip, and I try to pull away from him. <laughs> And then he forces me down on the bed. And I tried to get away from him and I told him no. He was such a different person at that moment. He was just a a vicious, awful person. At that moment, she took hold of my hand and squeezed it and said, do you understand everything you do for Bill? And I just almost fainted. She looked straight at me and her smile faded. She looked very menacing. I was really frightened. Yeah, I think uh, the Hillary Clinton who's laughing and giggling on the debate this week and uh, who's who's there to fight for everybody's rights and to build the middle class from the middle out. Because that's how you fix the economy. We need to make it fair and tax the hell out of the rich, the people that make jobs, and we're going to build this economy from the middle out. I don't know. Maybe we should build buildings from the middle out. Let's start with the, you know, you're building the 10-story building. Let's start with with floors five through eight. And then we'll put the foundation under it later, and then we'll build the roof later. Does something sound stupid to you? Are you getting are you getting my point, folks? You know what? Somebody needs to pay attention before November 8th. Because something is a really bad is about to happen if we don't. Well, you know, Trump isn't isn't really who I wanted. Guess what? Trump was not my first pick either, but he's who got nominated. He's who we have a choice of. Trump, who really doesn't have any reason for us to say he's going to do anything bad. 
We just don't know how good he's going to do, if any. And Hillary, who is a corrupt, evil creature. Watch Hillary's America. Hey, uh, before I run out of time, I want to say hi to listener Harold Von Losberg in Calamesa. Harold's 87 years old. He's a veteran of two, two world wars. And he worked on the Apollo 11 and the Apollo 13 space missions. For those of you that are young and don't remember this, because I was uh, I was uh, almost eight when we stepped on the moon. Apollo 11 is when we first landed on the moon. And Apollo 13 is when we were almost going to take our third trip to the moon. And then they had a uh, mishap. And we were lucky to get our astronauts back alive. You should see, watch the the movie uh, Apollo 13 if you're not, if you have, don't fully know the story of that one. He reached out to my producer this week. Says he wants millennials to learn about what happened to Bill Clinton in his 1998 impeachment trial. Just so you know, this was the president of the United States who lied about having a uh, having a uh, uh, an affair in the Oval Office, and he went through the full congressional impeachment, and he was impeached. He was disbarred, but we didn't take him out of office because the uh, and I forget the name of the guy who wrote the book that was on the uh, on the on the uh, he was one of the the judges in that. We didn't want to take him out right before the election because then Al Gore would be running as an incumbent against George W. Bush, and they didn't want to do it because his term was almost up. Folks, we'll talk about this more in the next three weeks. We got two and a half weeks to make a make a smart decision. Spread the word. Because there's a lot of stupid people out there. Anyway, thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. The content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199.